Hello, you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a review of Mobile Suit Gundam ZZ, or Kido Shinshi Gundam ZZ, or Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. We're from the otakuspirit.com website. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all the good jazz. We're on the third title of Gundam. We're, we're chugging through them. This is the third? the third. It seems like this is like the fifth or sixth. <laughs> it's been like a hundred and fifty episodes, so we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, this one ran for forty-seven episodes. Uh, premiered back in spring of nineteen eighty-six, which pretty much followed the season right after Zeta Gundam had concluded. And uh, it is available from Sunrise and Nozomi Entertainment, which we got a review copy of the Blu-ray from Nozomi Entertainment uh, to do a review for you guys. So here you are. Uh, but yeah, this was done by Studio Sunrise. It's an original source, and it's based off the same creator and director of the Mobile Suit Gundam series, which is Yoshiyuki Tomino. Um, but yeah, uh, the genres are action, mecha, military, sci-fi, shonen, space, and there's a new genre ad for this series, comedy. <laughs> okay, that doesn't surprise me. Which many people probably note that, as this is probably one of the most... Uh, one of the ones that you can easily find people that really don't like it, and there's a quite a big group of people that just like shame it as not being part of the canon. <laughs> Why? But this uh, is easily one of the funnest. We'll, we'll go. I guess we'll get into that eventually because you know if if other people hate things, Chris is gonna love it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, this one follows up right after where Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta finished off. So. Just to give people warnings, soft spoilers here. So there's going to be mentions of names, which that pretty much insinuates that people live through the previous series. If you've watched Mosu Gundam, you know that they like to pick off a lot of people towards the end. <laughs> but this one, uh, this one takes place again right after where Zeta left off, which was a really big battle uh, with the uh, Neo Zeon and the Titans and the Agamon or the uh, egg eggs eggs. I, I can never figure out how to pronounce that. The A U G group which was trying to fight against the Titans. And after the fight, everything was destroyed, and we didn't quite know where we left our people off. But essentially, the the Agamon, which was carrying the AUGs, they took, uh, took shelter in the side... Shangri-La. Side one in the Shangri-La colony. They hid off in there. They tried to basically lick their wounds while they were hiding away in this colony, and, of course, they're being found by the still-remaining Neo-Zeons trying to hunt them down. And so it kind of kicks off the series with them in this colony, and they're running into this ragtag group of children who are trying to make a living off of 
finding scraps in space and selling them off. And of course, Judo Ashta, who is pretty much the main group, uh, main of this group, is trying to get them to grab one of these Gundams that they have and sell it off. And at the same time, they seem to be wrapped up in helping Bright fight off the Neo Zeon because, well, we don't want the Neo Zeon to take these, you know, really valuable Gundams. We want to take them and sell them ourselves. And so kind of the beginning part of this series kind of just takes place in Shangri-La as it's the AEG with Bright trying to keep them safe from the Neo Zeon. And at the same time, Judo Ashta and his friends are trying to both steal the Gundams and pretty much help them <laughs> keep safe from the Neo Zeon. So it's kind of like this little mixture of uh, constantly somebody attacking them, helping them, and then kind of moving on. At some point, they leave Shangri-La, and that kind of moves on to the more deeper parts of the story where they're kind of trying to get away and at the same time build what they need to fight against the Neo Zeon. Um, so yeah, I guess that's where we can start off is the controversy of this show, because most people probably say it's bad until Moon Moon, and then after Moon Moon, it kind of just starts kicking off with, you know, Haman Karn and the Neo Zeons and their fight against them. Uh, but... <laughs> Technically, I mean, I can understand people's frustration with the comedy aspect because it's definitely not like anything we've experienced in Gundam before. It was very old school retro comedy action stuff, goofy antics with this ragtag group of kids that are being brought into uh, the new Agamon or the not Agamon, sorry. And I, so I can, I can honestly, I understand people's frustration because it is silly. I, I. I'm okay with the comedy aspect on the kids' side, because they're a bunch of kids. They are just trying to make a living, and they're silly. I do... I can definitely agree with people on the enemy side. I found it entertaining. Chris found it entertaining. We loved Mashmir. He was just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he was hilarious. Shara was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Shara was awesome. <laughs> and everybody hates her, apparently, because of her voice. I, I thought it was great. But I, I understand the idea that that kind of breaks the serious feel that we always have with Gundam is having these really, really silly bad guys. But it's nice that, yeah, technically it did kind of say, okay, at about the 18 episode point, it said, okay, let's chill, let's get serious, here's our plot points, let's get on with it. And then it gets more into the typical Gundam, while every now and then goofing around with Mashmir and Shara and being silly on the side, so... I can agree with people, but at the same time, I was kind of giving it credit for what it was doing, which was, let's be silly. I, I try to look up to see if I can find something that signified why they did what they did. All I can assume is that they were trying to go for a more comedic beat for a different audience, maybe to garner more attention from certain groups. And in the end, it just didn't work out. Maybe they backtracked from that. But I think the main thing that I pull from it is... Yeah, I can I can see the issue there, but at the same time, this show, even though it didn't pull off a lot of what maybe they were trying to do, was the one series that I felt more like the characters felt more natural. Like in all the other ones, it's always like in the first few episodes, throw the guy into the Gundam and he's immediately having to be the next war hero and he's struggling with that, but at the same time, he has no choice. Full speed ahead. In this one, at least, it's silly group of kids. They get thrown into the, the Gundam, but at the same time, they don't want to. And then gradually over time, they're finally stuck to the idea of having to do that. And it feels more natural that I believe that this is a group of kids that are forced in a situation rather than it just be they're in the situation, they deal with it. 
if that makes sense to you. Well, and there's there's this aspect that I think that this kind of pulled out is you can't be a soldier 999% of the time. You you have to have some life. And that's what this kind of gave me that feel of is that these these guys, yeah, they they were in a situation that sucked, but hey, that's not their entire existence is just getting in the Gundam and going out and fighting and then coming back being mad about being in the Gundam and then getting back in the Gundam and going and fighting. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it goes on the idea that technically Judo Ashto had a purpose. At some point, he was trying to go rescue somebody. So he had a, a common goal with the AEG to do that. Or here is the other friends and they want to, two of them don't even want to be there and they're constantly trying to get out of that situation. Then you have these other ones are trying to uh, do that just to get gain. They want money or they see some purpose for that. Everybody has a purpose and a desire within this group, which sometimes ends up making me really hate like Mundo and uh, what was the other guy that absolutely hated? Yeah, Bicha. Those two, I was like, please just get rid of them at some point it's like they're literally getting people killed they don't need to be here and i guess if if you want to if you want to my besides maybe the the bad guys being silly in situations where they probably shouldn't be silly uh those two characters are probably the part of the comedy i didn't like because you had them playing off the comedy on the idea of them you know doing something they shouldn't be doing and it getting people pretty much uh you know possibly getting people killed and at that, that time it's like no this isn't jiving with me they really shouldn't be here why is nobody addressing the fact that they're here <laughs> but it, you kind of move on and, and deal with it kind of thing but yeah so yeah i i have my mixed feelings on the idea but at the same time i i i appreciate the character building in this show a lot better i appreciated how they felt more naturally in this environment would i have liked more world building like they usually have more politics yeah probably but at the same time, it wasn't too heavy, and it felt good enough. So, and at least at this in this regard, it didn't feel as bad guy per episode, where it more felt like here is this set amount of bad guys, and they seem to be kind of constant throughout the entire thing. You had this set uh, group of people that they were against, rather than it being well, here's the new uh, squadron they're going to go against. Here's the new squadron that's kind of built together to go send off against the eggs. So that I appreciated also. And they also did some pretty good callbacks to the previous series with a couple of the characters that were remaining from the previous, uh, from Zeta, bringing them back in and giving them a purpose in the whole thing. So it did a lot of cool things. And at the same time, I, I think I, I've, I've heard a couple of people that <laughs> you get a lot of people that are like, this is just garbage. And you have the people that are like, honestly looking at it critically. And I agree with a lot of them, the idea that it felt like this one improved a lot in certain areas. It didn't quite pull off many things. 100%, but a lot of things that they did new felt like it did. It was a huge improvement from the previous series. And it's something I definitely see with later Gundam series that I've that I've actually watched. So, I think it was a great series in that regard. Was it fantastic? No, it didn't pull off all, a lot of the things, but at the same time, it did a lot that was really, really cool. So, yeah. I'm mixed on it. <laughs> mixed on it? I guess I, if I can if I can continue my my uh, my theme thing like I did the previous one I I point out that 0079 focused on innocence trapped in war uh, I point out that Zeta Gundam hits on more morals and romance in war I think Gundam ZZ is hitting on the casualties of war they did a lot of 
yeah, you had casualties of war with the previous ones, like entire colonies getting wiped out, and that really sucked. Uh, going into gassed ca- uh, colonies, which really, really sucked. Uh, but this one kind of solidified it by actually looking at people left behind. Like we had the Desert Squad that was left behind, them coming back into the fold, and how that affected their family. There was the uh, the Neo Zeon or the Zeon widow uh, Masai and her whole thing where she was trying to regain the honor of her fallen husband. So they had a lot of that kind of stuff in there as well. Uh, they also had a lot of uh, being lost in ideals in this one and the continuation of the war that the adults built. The children being involved with the war that the adults are passing off to them. Moon Moon. Moon Moon, that, that was kind of an interesting thing, even though it was only one segment and they kind of left it behind, but that was getting more into different ideas as well and religions, so that's definitely something new to kind of add to the mix as well. Well, no, it was a it was a group that was left behind in war. I, I thought it fit right into your little idea. That was an, <laughs> It's an interesting concept. I, the disassembly of the Gundams. <laughs> that was great. Okay, you gotta admit that even if you don't like the comedy, there was some bits in there that was really hilarious. I, I appreciated the, the moon moon and they want us to take apart the Gundams. Well, let's just disassemble the, the ZZ. And they're all sitting there crying, and then they're having to tell the next person. Took apart our god. We're taking apart. Just just play along. Oh, it's so terrible. What's going on? Oh, my gosh. Why is taking apart the Gundam? It was, it was hilarious. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, like you said, I, I appreciated Shara as well. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious what uh, the Gundam fans think of uh, Pudu, because Pudu was definitely... Uh, a very, I mean, I it kind of falls in the same lines as the 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 new types that seem to be really really screwed up in the head, cyber new types. But I'm curious what people think of her as being more of the younger sister character that is kind of really really clingy, which we we've had experience with that before, but they're usually more adult looking and they're not around as often. <laughs> this one's with Palu, she was around a lot, and I'm kind of curious if that was off putting or if most Gundam fans appreciated her, but. She was definitely adorable, and and I, I always I'm always afraid of cyber new types. So I'll just leave it at that. I'm always afraid of what they do with cyber new types, but I appreciate what they do with uh, with Peru. It was definitely well, a we cool we have this strange theory that whoever the the guy who writes Gundam absolutely despises cyber new types. <laughs> I'm on that page. <laughs> Every time I see a cyber new type, I go, no, don't do that. That's that's, that's not good. Stay away. I'm not going to get attached. You're not going to get me attached to another side. side. I, I've dealt with this with four and Lala and all that because I'm not going to do this again. Well, technically, Lala was a different case, but Lala was natural, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I said, definitely a different uh, take on everything, but uh, I still think it pulled off some cool stuff and it, it got another improvement in the the animation. I was definitely afraid <laughs> after the first episode. <laughs> that first episode was awful. Oh my gosh, the music playing repetitively. They want you to know that it's not an anime. It's not an anime. Anime Janai. And they've discovered the technology of computer-generated graphics, and they wanted us to know that as well, with cool little marble marble picture montages. And and here's, 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 what's this Pokemon kind of thing happening with the Gundams? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that. I I don't know. I was going to ask you, are we Gundam fans yet? I, I think we are. I think, like I said, with the last one with the with Zeta, I was geeking out, and I think the the point which I was geeking out that was a that was a good sign. I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign because there's a lot of Gundam, and 
that means I don't a know lot that of I'm necessarily geeking out. I now I was having fun seeing seeing stuff. I I, I love seeing a the Z, uh, Zaku three. I got a kick out of that. I don't know why I get a kick out of the Zakus. <laughs> I haven't figured that one out at all. But yeah, the Zakus. I I know a Zaku when I see a Zaku. I and and every iteration of Zaku. I don't know why. I just know them. Yeah. yeah. Now, I I think one of my other disappointments in this series was I. I appreciate to see more of Haman Karn because I know that I was getting excited about Haman Karn with the last season. Everybody's like, "Well, just get ready because Zizi's got a lot of Haman Karn." I'm like, I don't think that that. I mean, she was prevalent, but at the same time, it wasn't as spectacular as I thought it would be. I was well, expecting a lot more of, of Haman Karn than I, we got. I liked the humanizing of Haman Karn, but at the same time, I don't think she was as. She got Force Syndrome really quick. <laughs> the obsession thing. <laughs> I I don't I don't know I, I I see her as not as much of a I I want to say threat but threat's not the the she wasn't as imposing as she was in the previous series right she she was there and I liked seeing her more humanized but she was not imposing like she usually is and maybe that was kind of the tone the tonal of tonality of the show itself and maybe that made it to where she was kind of knocked down a couple notches um because they didn't want her to offset the entire show so she kind of was just there and you got to see another side of her that wasn't something that you had seen before but yeah so i can agree if if that was your main frustration in in the show yeah i can see that um but i did like seeing her another side of her though I guess it kind of fit in the idea that she technically didn't show up for about half the series. True. <laughs> well, 18 episodes-ish and out of 47, so a little bit less than half. But even then, it was it was surprising to me that I thought this show was going to be specifically, here's Neo Zeon, go after Neo Zeon. But actually, it turned into where I thought it would be mainly Haman Karn being the main focus. It actually turned out to be the one of the throwaway bad guys that I thought would be Glimmy ended up being one of the major focuses of it. I think Glemmy ended up being more of a adversary than Haman Karn then, and that actually surprised me. I thought Glemmy would literally be a throwaway character. And it, I guess it kind of adds to the idea that with Glemmy being with Purdue, they're kind of together, and that's a huge focus of the series. But it was it was surprising how much more f- the focus was on something that I thought was going to be a throwaway, I guess is my point, so... And that was that was a cool thing. I I appreciated Glim- uh, Purdue. I thought Purdue was uh, a little off putting at first, but I think that her addition to the the main cast of Ragtag Kids was kind of cool as well. And the passing of the torch was cool as well. I I was happy to see that we didn't do another <laughs> colony beam like we do every series. But yeah, colony what? The colony beam. It seems like they either did the, the there was the two as a colony beam or the threw, colony drop. They just threw a colony into the ground and it, I, I, whatever. It's, it's either a colony drop or a colony beam. It seems like every single one of them has one of those. There's two. only been three. <laughs> I've watched what five or six now. Three main series. The first two had colony beams. Yeah, yeah. And now we've had. I a thought colony we would have drop. another colony beam. Well, you didn't get it. Well, you don't deserve it. Well, uh, you're not good enough for another colony. After beam. War Gundam X had a colony beam, but that's not in the main canon. And uh, 0096 had a colony beam. 
They love colony beams. Yeah. And we didn't get a colony beam in this one. Okay. We just got forehead, you got, you, a magical no, girl you beams. Got a, you got a, you got a colony <laughs> got, on the ground. Oh, well, they, I, I guess they technically could have had like a colony beam on the, on the, on the, the second ship that they had. It was a pretty big beam. I don't know. I'm, I'm dragging that out. But yeah. It was it was that was definitely a good a different change of pace for the Gundam series. So we'll we'll see where it goes from here. I think we have charge counter attack next, which I keep wanting to call uh, charge revenge, but I think I'll just call it charge revenge from now on. But yeah, anything else to add? Shara was awesome. Shara was awesome. Yeah, it, I was I kept calling for Judo Judo to to put his Gundam face into uh, Shara's Gundam chest because apparently that 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 throws her off (laughs) it was interesting that they actually i i told chris at some point they actually pulled off the dragon ball z after world uh you know afterlife uh refighting of all the previous bad guys to show how much more powerful the main guy is thing they they went to the stampa's guy's place and he had all the the really old Gundams in there, and I'm like, <laughs> this is literally where they show how much more powerful the the Double Zeta is because he's fighting pretty much all the old gun or old mobile suits that they fought before to show how much more powerful it is. They pulled off a Dragon Ball Z power test. There you go. How do you pull that off? I don't it's know. all that matters. It is kind of funny though that you that you when you realize that after the show is over, more of the I guess quote unquote bad guys stand out more than the main cast characters. Which is an interesting take that this this show, this particular show, pulled off more than the other other ones. Yeah, Shar I mean, is stuck they, around. <laughs> yeah, Shar is interesting, but um I I would put him more in the good guy quote unquote side. But you know, you go into Shara uh uh, Glimmy or Mashmir, all three of them stood out m- phenomenally compared to the rest of the cast. I mean, yeah, Judo was kind of cool. Um, Rue was c- cool. Ella was cool. Mondo and Beecha, I didn't really care for them at all. I, I wish they would have jumped off the side of a cliff. Lena was adorable, but I put her in the same category as LP Plu and, and Plu 2, but they were... All of those characters are don't stand out near as much as Shara or Glimmy or Mashmir. He's no matter how you look at it, to me anyway. Well, that's what was my thing of the idea of improving something, but technically not improving something. Because you can say that the comedic aspects of the bad guys in this one's a bad idea, but at the same time, if you think about bad guys in the previous series, it, it was like literally. Yeah, here's these two at the very beginning, and they kill off the chick to make the other one have a revenge story, and that's their whole thing is a revenge story. How is that any different than them actually making them more goofy and more eccentric to make them more standout-ish and have and keep them around for long enough that you can do something besides have one get killed off and then run a ship into the other person in revenge? They did a lot more with the bad guys even if it was comedic so you can't you can't discard it completely so i don't know it's it's a it's a mixed bag like i even like I mentioned even before. in the in the later parts when shara gets the two extra guys what was his uh, left and right or something i don't know lance and what was the other guy's name started with an n i think yeah i mean the the point being is that they kind of even they were dragged out of the mire of being useless into being more in the forefront because of Shara. 
uh, Mashmir had that uh, purple hair girl that was following him around. No, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was being dra- dragged to the forefront because of Mashmir. He's been enhanced too much. <laughs> He's been enhanced too much. <laughs> you you got to watch him. He's been enhanced too much. I, I, the only other note that I made to mention that frustrated me when we first started watching the series was, my gosh, out of nowhere, Fa becomes like the worst pilot ever. That did that bug me. I don't me. know why that bugged me so much. It was like, Fa okay. was a good pilot. She wasn't yeah, taking out the big she, bads in the previous season, but she was a good pilot. She was comparable. Yeah, and she had a slight thing that kind of made her a little bit hesitant, but that doesn't translate to now she suddenly sucks Here's as Judo, a pilot. Who's I, never piloted a Gundam. I, yeah, he's granted he's a new, she's a new type too, but she, he just yeah. jumps into thing and does better than her. It's like, what the hell is that about? Ugh. No, I mean, it's, it's not like a a sexist thing or anything like that. It's just a fact of Fa was a competent pilot before, and now I was literally cringing. Like, I was accepting the comedy that was in those first bits, and it was all comedy. I mean, th- they had the most dysfunctional Gundam fights ever in that beginning part. None of it made any sense. They're They're taking off certain parts in order to hit the other person. It looked really weird. But just having Fa just constantly going, oh, oh, and then Judo go, get out of there. I'll take care of it. It was like, and she's like, okay, cool. She jumps out. It's like, what the hell, Fa? Just slap that boy. Get back in that thing and take that thing out. That was, that was, that was like the most frustrating part about that beginning segment. Everybody else is like, the comedy's bad. And it's like, no, it, it's okay. But Fa is not this bad. That I can tell you, <laughs> Fa is not this bad. But I guess that in a way, you kind of have to have Fa kind of be bad because otherwise she'd just stomp all over Mashmire and we couldn't have that. <laughs> I got it. Fa was just trying to be bad. That way she could make <laughs> Judo feel like he was more important. That, Secretly on the side, Bright talked to Fa and said, look, I need you to lose these fights. I need you to throw the fights. I need you to throw the fights. And we're <laughs> going to bring Judo into the ring, and he's going to feel more special. And we need him to make feel really special. Ugh. Anyways, we'll, we'll leave at that, I guess. But yeah, good series. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it putting alongside the other ones, I, I like I said, they're... This one definitely had its ups. I enjoyed a lot of the characters. They made a lot more sense to me. Uh, but yeah, I can see things like world building and politicalness and all that kind of stuff is definitely a lot more stronger than the other ones. So it's it's this one does better in one thing. The other ones did better in the other things. Uh, the animation stuck pretty much as equally as with uh, Zeto, which was an improvement from the original. But yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. I'd be, pushing, I'd be pushing to say I almost think I like this one more than... X, but it's more on the lines of I think I had a kind of a a pull of wanting to see the continuation of the story, whereas with X, I was still learning everything. Um, does that make sense? What in about X, like X, after work, which, which one I which one I liked more after I, work Gundam X? Yeah, okay, I sure. I I liked after war Gundam X, make me say all kinds of junk. Um, I liked that one because it was fun and enjoyable and I, I got to see a lot of things. But this one, I think, edged it out just a smidge, but more because it was a continuation of the overall storyline. And so I think that that kind of gave it that little bit of extra boost to make me enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, I like how After War Gundam X opened, but in regards to the overall enjoyment, this one a lot more than After War yeah. Gundam X. Because what the problem that After War Gundam X had was that... that 
monster per episode thing. They were they were stuck in a monster per episode thing for quite a while, and this one didn't really have that feeling. This one had kind of like an overall constant moving and improving characters as well. They did a lot of not stand out crazy stuff with these characters, but they had progression with the characters, and that's that's always a good thing as well. Uh, but yeah, so I, my suggestion to people: yes, definitely you should watch it. It's enjoyable. Uh, just go into it with, I guess, the same mind frame that I had. I, I, as my best, I can probably suggest the idea of just going in with the idea of, yes, the beginning is going to be silly. Go with it. Accept it for its silliness. Enjoy the silliness. Just let yourself go with that. And then know that, yeah, by about 18 or so, you're going to move on into the more serious stuff. Just just relax and enjoy the character's... Besides Fa <laughs> stumbling over herself for some reason... It had some a good cast of characters. I, I enjoyed Ro. I think Ro was definitely probably one of my favorite characters of the show. I thought she was strong. She had a greatness to her about her that I really, really enjoyed. I loved her throwing off Glemmy all the time and calling him a mommy's boy and, and tricking him by flirting. All that stuff was fantastic. And uh, just ignore Beecha and, and, and Mundo. They were terrible characters. And Shara is awesome, too. But yeah, like we said, uh, like I mentioned, uh, we got this copy from Nozomi Entertainment uh, to do a review for. So we thank Nozomi Entertainment for giving us a copy to watch it and tell you guys about it. And then you can decide from there if you want to go check it out or not. Uh, but again, we're at, at otakuspirit.com. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at the top. Social media links on the right side and all that good jazz. And also in the forums, you can find a uh, thread for this particular podcast episode. So if you have some feedback... If you think that we're not talking about it correctly, we we got a name wrong and all that stuff that you want to critique us on, just pop in there. We have some great Gundam fans that love discussing Gundam, so I'm sure we can find some conversation out of all this stuff. And look forward to our review here eventually on Charge uh, Counterattack, because we'll I'm definitely excited to jump into that one eventually. And uh, hopefully that'll be within a couple of weeks. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, you have anything else to add? Nope. All right. You all take care. Os.
ないよ。